Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome. Uh, so, um, today on Parenting Pulse, we are going to talk about holiday stress, specifically expectations that we have over the holidays and what parents can expect and maybe some tips on how to deal with those wonderful expectations that you have of your children. Uh, Today, we're also talking with um, Dr. Sarah Bald of Nest Psychological, Mackenzie Douglas, and we have a special guest today, Dana Lamb. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, as always, it's such a pleasure to see all of you, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Just so our listeners know, we do not practice ahead of time. We just pick a topic, and we just talk about it. So um, let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, Who would like to start talking about parenting and holiday stress? Is Are the holidays stressful for you, Mackenzie? Um, not normally. Um, I mean, yes and no. So we have a one and a half year old. So last year was COVID. So it was a very small gathering. We stayed here in Scottsdale. Um, usually we would go to see our families in California. But my husband's divorced, so he has his dad's side of the family and his mom's side of the family, and then I have my family. So holidays normally are split up amongst three families. Um, we used to do Christmas Day with one side of the family, and then Christmas Eve, you know, split amongst his parents. Um, and that's so stressful, like just trying to navigate whose house we're at, you know, where are we going to go for Christmas Eve? What are we going to do for Christmas Day? And making sure that everybody felt like we were a part of their holiday. And but then we were always just kind of racing around Southern California, trying to like make sure we made it to everybody's house. Um, So last year, we just kept it at our house, which was really nice not to have to like do the rat race of like trying to make sure that we were getting um, to everybody's homes. And um, so this year, we're going to California. So um, we will see how that is with a one and a half year old trying to get him to see everybody and keep him on his schedules. And um, so yeah, my my anxiety is building as we approach the holidays, because like, I want to make sure he's okay, and not being overstimulated, and he's enjoying it. But then I also want to make sure that we're enjoying it and not just doing all of this because we think we have to do it a certain way. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? This holiday season is going to be a new one in the Bald household. Um, yeah. Not only do we have a new baby, we are also hosting. So, I know. Did you so, when you say hosting. <laughs> uh, so, all of my husband's family is coming. My sister just called today and asked if she could come. My parents will probably be up here. Like, we're talking hosting. However, I've been told there's going to be a rental house where everybody is staying at and will host Christmas there. So, we just have to travel there. Um, but me and who I am as a person, I'm like, what? But I want to, ho- but we should do it in our house. And this is our home. And we don't want to do it at a hotel or like an Airbnb. Like we should do it in someone. So that my, <laughs> my craziness is just stressing about that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be everybody here. What a month and a half into new baby, new babyhood. So normally wow. holidays. Great. Fine. Easy. I take the time off from work. I'm done. I'm good. Um, I usually try to get all of my reports and stuff done before I leave. Um, for my practice and make sure everyone's squared away so I can enjoy myself. But this year is going to be a, a new animal. New challenges. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely. just like to dive head first and just <laughs> how much stress can I create for myself? Let's just, let's take it all. Take it all. Yeah. All at once. How about you, Dana? You know, I'm at a different stage in my life because my kids are older now and they are 17 and 21 
and and so they get a little more say in in what we do and um they primarily they well they do they live with both live with me full time and you know see see their dad kind of when they want or when he calls them to go to dinner those kinds of things and you know, we'll probably be in town. So it's, it's gotten easier. I think I remember those days when they were younger and then, you know, going to make sure to see my parents and, and, you know, um, my ex's parents having to go to all of those different places and, or we would take turns, you know, one year it was, you know, is it this year where Christmas with your parents and Thanksgiving with mine, we usually did the opposite like that. And I think Christmas was really stressful trying to, you know, buy my sister-in-law's like presents and all the kids presents and it, are, am I going to get them something that they like? And then as I've gotten older and, and being divorced, it's gotten easier. I don't have to do that anymore just for my, and my nephews are older, so they don't get presents anymore. So it's really, um, it's really simplified things um, and alleviated yeah. a lot of the stress. Yeah, I think having adult children does simplify things a little bit. My kids are 20 and 23. So mm-hmm. when they were little um, and I was married, we invited my entire side of the family as well as my then husband's entire side of the family. And we had a big enough house when we lived together. And so we literally would have like 100 people at our house. Wow. wow. <laughs> and we would do every single holiday it was like that every single holiday. And then when we got divorced, it, the kids would go back and forth. You know, they would have maybe Thanksgiving with me and Christmas with him. And then the next year they'd alternate. And, you know, on some, on some level, I think, you know, I missed having those holidays with the kids. But um, it also, you know, gave me some free time to maybe spend time just with my parents or just to spend some time with friends that maybe I hadn't seen in a while. So, it gave me a new perspective. It, it changed my expectations quite a bit of what I thought holidays should be like. Um, I think growing up, I always assumed, you know, the whole family should always be together on the holidays. Um, and so I think divorce changes that, you know, and, and I, and I think a lot of people have that struggle, um, you know, uh, where they, they're, they're divorced and they have to navigate the kids, you know, where are the kids going, which, which side of the family are the kids going to spend, you know, which holiday with. And so I think it definitely changes expectations. Mackenzie, you look like you have something to say. Well, I was just going to say like, like, how did you guys navigate that? Like my parents are still together. My parent, my husband's side of the family is divorced, but he's the only child. So it was kind of easy for him. Like, how do you make sure that your kid doesn't assume that guilt? Like, Oh, I picked mom's house over dad's house, like, that's got to be hard. Well, when they were little, they didn't get a choice, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have a set schedule of when the kids went where we just didn't. Um, the kids lived with me full time. And whenever my ex could fit them in his schedule, he would call me and say, I'd like the kids for this weekend, or I'd like the kids for this week. And I would accommodate. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it worked for years for us. Um, and so, you know, if he wanted them over the holidays, it's like, okay, you know, I'll trade one week over the holiday for the rest of the days that I had them. So it, for me, it was more of a trade-off. Um, the kids got to go spend quality time or fun time with dad and, and they'd come back and we would get back on schedule and live life again. But when they were with me, we, we had a lot of fun. We usually, uh, we traveled quite a bit when, when my kids were young. We traveled a lot. And so that was a really nice uh, way for them to grow up. So, but, but definitely changed expectations. Like for me growing up, I always expected family to be together every holiday. And so for my kids, I think, you know, those expectations really changed because they were still with family. They just were not with the whole family at one time. Yeah, I have my kids, um, our divorce, we had uh, every other week. So they'd be one week with me and then one week with their dad. And it was kind of pre, you know, odd years. I had Christmas, you know, even he had or or something like that. I don't remember now because we don't really, as they've gotten older, we don't, they were eight and 12. 
when it started. And so that worked. And, but we were always accommodating or if, you know, if he called and said, Hey, my brother's in town or there, you know, we would, we would try to work with each other if we didn't have concrete plans. So I'm glad at least that that happened. I do know, I mean, my kids, um, their cousins are, um, well, on each side of the family is different, but I know that those are fond memories. And as they are for me, when I was a kid, getting together with all the cousins that were, especially when they're the same age, I think is the thing that I remember most, like about my family with Christmas, like going to see my grandparents. And when it was my mom's, like she had three sisters. So we had a lot of cousins and we would have a lot of fun. And it's the same thing with my kids. So I just have one sister. And so I have two nephews. Um, three nephews, sorry, three nephews. And they, um, you know, they would get to hang out with each other. And then on the other side, there's three, three nephews and a, a niece. So they had one, uh, you know, one girl cousin. And so those are those, you know, fond, fond memories that the kids, kids make. Um, and I know we, can, we won't talk about the nephew you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They will never know. (laughs) Yes. Um, But we, I remember one year my mom invited uh, Ethan to go stay with her. She lived in Cottonwood and that's where I grew up. And um, he's, she was visiting right before Christmas and she's like, Oh, Ethan, I just wish you could come home with me. And, and he's like, well, can I? And, you know, he asked me if he could go with my mom and I said, well, And, you know, I had to kind of talk to his dad a little bit about it. But I said, I mean, it was going to be kind of weird not having him there for Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I said, well, is that where you want to go? And he said, yeah, but I feel bad, like leaving you and dad for Christmas. And I said, well, honey, of course I will miss you. And I said, it's going to be kind of, it will be, it'll be kind of weird. But I said, if you really want to go to Cottonwood and see your cousins and be with your grandma, I said, just know that Santa Claus is, he was on the verge of, you know, that, but I said, said, Santa Claus will be delivering your presents here. So you'll have to wait till you come home to open any presents from Santa Claus, you know? And, and he, he did that, but he was kind of hemming and hawing. And I, I, I wanted to teach him that, you know, not to make decisions to based on what other people want or to make others happy. Yeah. That, you know, I wanted him to and and not be total, but that it's okay sometimes to be selfish and do what you want to do, you know, and he still remembers that and talks about it. And so that was a little outside of the norm, but I'm really glad that he had that time, you know, with my mom. Mm-hmm. And we and no, we I'm, I'm glad you Christmas said that. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I like that you told him, you know, that he's you know, it's okay to be selfish. I, I I'm constantly reminding kids. This is your life. This, this life is about you. You have to make decisions for you, you know, and that's important to know for I mean, kids need to know that they, they have to make decisions for themselves um, because it's their life. And that's yeah. important. And if he stayed home, if he, w- if he stayed with us for Christmas, when he really wanted to go be with my mom and he did it because he didn't want to make me feel bad that would have made me feel bad. That would have made me feel worse that he like sacrificed, you know, you know, that what he truly desired. So he got some special time with his grandmother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mackenzie. I was going to say, what what message are we sending our kids? You know, if we encourage them to stand up for themselves versus Mm -hmm. if we are a little selfish and, and want what's best for us. Um, standing behind them. If you made this decision, you're going to stand on it. I fully support you. Think about what other decisions they're going to make later in life and how this will impact those future, whether they tell you or not. Yeah. And being authentic and speaking your truth, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, we are taught sometimes, I mean, you have to be careful what you say and you don't want to intentionally obviously hurt anyone's feelings, but to speak your your truth, mm-hmm. um, it, even though sometimes it might even hurt someone else's feelings, but it's not intentional, is okay because you're speaking your truth and being authentic. Right. But it's never really what you say that's the problem. It's how you say it. And I think that goes back to modeling. You can model that behavior for your children and just say, you know, 
this is how you would say it if you wanted to do what you wanted to do without hurting someone's feelings mm-hmm. or without stepping on someone's toes. So setting those expectations and really helping them, I think, manage that is, is important. So for this holiday season, it, you know, we've all got some things that are a little bit different. I know this year for the holidays, I'm actually moving and I'm moving from Arizona to Florida we are actually going to probably be in route sometime over Thanksgiving. Still don't have a specific date in mind, but um, I know that this year Christmas will be in Florida, but we'll be staying in a rental. So our holiday is going to be completely different. My expectation is that my kids will still come and we'll have a really nice time, but it'll be in a rental. It won't be in a home, you know, as Sarah had said earlier, you know, like I when I have it in my home, I... <laughs> I want to be comfortable. I want to be cozy. So what are some of the expectations that you guys have for, for the holidays that maybe are different this year? Well, I think my expectation is that traditions are going to be redefined this year. Um, I think I was an only child, so kind of, I'd have siblings, but they were way older than me. (laughs) So, now that I know my sister listens to this, I was not an only child. I had an older sister. She was just 18 years older than me. Um, but, you know, I spent every holidays with my parents, just me and my parents. We did that every holiday. And I did that up until about, gosh, four years ago, we spent Christmas. Even my husband would come over. Like the first year we started dating, his family was in Hawaii for Christmas. So he came to my parents' house for Christmas. So, I mean, since we've been dating, we've done Christmas with my family. Um, and with COVID last year, we spent it in Hawaii. No, that was 2019. We skipped last year. I totally ignored 2020. 2020. I know. I don't know what happened last year. Didn't I don't know happen. what we did last year. Oh, we went to San Diego. Um, we did a year in Hawaii. We hosted Christmas the year before. So, it's been like four years since I've done Christmas with my family. And then my, my goal was to do it this year. And now we have a new kid. So now we're redefining. So traditions, I think this year are going to be redefined and just setting expectations and setting appropriate goals for what this year is going to look like is, is our house. How about you, Mackenzie? Um, kind of echoing what Sarah just said, um, you know, we've always just kind of gone to our parents' house. And now that we have our own little family, I think it's really important for us to start our own traditions um, and really doing what makes our family happy and ensuring that we stay true to ourselves. And, you know, um, if we, as our nuclear family, want to go to Flagstaff and get a cabin one year, we should do that, you know, and not have to like adhere to what we've done in the past. Um, so I, I, I know I'm just kind of doing a ditto off of Sarah, but I think that really hits home as a new family. Um, I think that's the same for us. I think we're walking similar paths in life. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Dana? Well, I think it's good to be flat. I've learned to be a little more flexible when I've gotten older, when I was younger, you know, there were certain things like it had to be done this way. And um, for the kids, you know, because there were certain traditions, family traditions that I wanted to bring in. Oh, and, and some of them I still do. And then some of them are new. One of our family traditions was um, my mom, we would always get to open on Christmas Eve, one gift, um, that was fun and pajamas, new pajamas. So we'd look cute for pictures. Right. Um, so I've enhanced it the last two years. We now do, um, I, we, we do pajamas, but we do matching family pajamas now. So we all wear, and, and the boys even do it. They, they wear it. And, and it's funny, they still wear it. Like even, even after Christmas, I'll see them still wearing their Christmas pajamas. And then we make, um, I also added in last year, making gingerbread houses. So we have a gingerbread house contest too. Um, a little friendly competition. And that wasn't something that we had ever done before. And I don't know if we'll do it forever, but it, it's, if I feel like it, we'll, we'll do that again. And I don't put a lot of, I don't want to be stressed out around, you know, around the holidays. 
And I still let them open one fun thing too, because I always like that. I, for me, you know, if you're opening everything on like Christmas, it's like, there's this huge buildup and then you're like, wow, it's over already, you know? So I even like to like a few days before Christmas, I'm like, here, you want to open a present? Let's just sit down, have a glass of wine or like open a present. And then I also stopped getting um, a Christmas tree. My, my boys were Boy Scouts. So I'd always supported the Boy Scouts and we buy a Christmas tree from the Christmas tree lot to support them. And uh, four years ago, um, I now have a Christmas cactus. So n- totally not traditional. And my cactus is up all year round. It's a big metal cactus with like, two arms and it has, I keep lights on it year round. It's kind of in between my kitchen and dining room. And we just put a tree skirt on it and put the ornaments on it and a Santa hat on top. And that is our Christmas tree. And I think it's kind of cool and unique. And if I want to have a Christmas tree later, I, I will. But right now this is working perfect. You know, I, I love that. And I was just thinking about how um, Sarah and Mackenzie's life are very similar. I, I think my childhood was very similar to yours, probably because we're similar in age. But my, I grew up with, you know, Christmas Eve. My mom would always give us one gift to open and pajamas so that the next morning <laughs> we'd all wake up in those pajamas. And then my dad would actually play Santa And so um, we actually used to have these massive Christmas parties. um, And I lived in Afghanistan at the time. So we had these massive Christmas parties in Afghanistan. Every single person I knew would show up at these parties. And my mom would order all this stuff from from Europe. We'd have these little chocolate Santas and we'd tie them all on the Christmas tree. And I remember my friend Alina and I would sneak around with all my other friends. We'd take the chocolate off the the tree thinking we're sneaking chocolate away, but they were there for us. (laughs) You know, it was just, I I just have so many wonderful memories of the Christmas tree and the parties and the, you know, the opening the gifts and, you know, and that's, that was the thing that I thought my kids would miss the most. Um, But we, we, uh, we had to adjust and we had to create new traditions. and, And I like the idea of being so flexible that, you know, you can, you can still hang on to those memories, but yet be flexible, create new, uh, wonderful um, traditions. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, I, I really appreciate all of you in, in sharing your wonderful memories, sharing your wonderful stories. Uh, we are going to take a break in just a minute. Um, Dana, I would love for you to give out your information one more time so that if anybody wants to get a copy of your book, The Surprise sure. State Challenge. Go ahead and yeah. The website. Uh, the website is surprisedatechallenge.com and our books are available on Amazon or um, Barnes and Noble, anywhere really books are sold and um, make a great gift for the holidays. We have the surprise date challenge home edition, um, which has dates you could do at home with your, um, even with your, a lot of them you can do with your kids even. Um, friends, family. So you could do them around Christmas. And then our latest book is a surprise date challenge bedroom edition. So that one is for the parents only. So it's a little R rated for sure. It has 24 dates that start or end in the bedroom. Yeah. And uh, Dana will actually be coming on to the show again on the 22nd of December, talking about holiday stress Uh, but specifically talking about um, relationships, adult relationships. So don't miss that show. Um, It should be awesome. And um, yeah, Mackenzie, would you like to share your information? Yeah, it's my personal email address. Um, It's K-E-N-Z-I-E-L-Y-N-N-E-9 at gmail.com, KenzieLynn9 at gmail.com. Yeah, thank you. So if you have any questions or um, you want to share stories or get a hold of Mackenzie, feel free to do that. And Sarah, would you like to share your information? This is Dr. Sarah Bald of Nest Psychological. Absolutely. So you can reach me and find me on my website, www.nestpsychaz.com, N-E-S-T-P-S-Y-C-H-A-Z.com. You can find my contact information there. You can see a picture of me and our designated office greeter at Baxter is on there too. It's a cute little face. Um, so that's where you can find me. Thank you so much, ladies. It's, it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about holiday stress and expectations. 
If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can um, go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can send me an email through the website. You can also send us questions for future uh, shows. If you have specific ideas, we'd love to hear them. And if you'd like to sign up for or subscribe for the uh, magazine, Executive Function Magazine is launching January 10th of 2022. And you can definitely subscribe to the magazine there. If you'd like to call me, my number is 480-648-1122. And we will be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fazia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fazia works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at Executive Function Coach AZ.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Welcome back. Um, so we are having our wonderful women, Dr. Sarah Bald, Mackenzie Douglas, and Dana Lamb. And today we are talking about holiday stress and the expectations that go with that. So, um, so we've talked quite a bit about our personal stories. I, I would love to hear more about how our listeners could maybe navigate their way through all the holiday stress that they're dealing with, because a lot of people are dealing with COVID still. And I would love to hear what, what your thoughts are on, you know, recommendations or different ways that people could maybe navigate their way and, and, and reduce their stress. What are some thoughts? Well, I love something that I think Dana said earlier of, you know, we keep the traditions for our kids. And I wonder how many times we say that of, oh, we're doing this for our kids when really we're doing it for us. Of this has been something that's been important to me and it's very important to me. And so it has to be done this way. And the kids are only going to want it this way. Are the kids going to remember it, especially, you know, for the younger kids in our group of how much are they going to remember? How much is it for them versus how much is it for us? And, and are our goals realistic? And are we setting realistic expectations for what the holiday season is going to look like? You know, I have a client who um, they make all this food during Thanksgiving and Christmas. They make everything from scratch. They, you know, they make pies and cakes and, you know, the meals and, and everything's beautiful and, and wonderful and, and, 
you know, and I'm sure it's incredibly time consuming, but you can also go ahead and, you know, purchase that meal and, and maybe reduce your stress level. And, and we've done that. I used to love to make, um, you know, desserts and, and have these wonderful big meals, but we had some really big dinner parties at our house. You know, when we have 50 to 100 people at our house, um, it, it gets a little hard to to navigate that. So there's been several years where I might make some things, but I, I might just have it catered or I might just, you know, order food and have it delivered. So you have to, you have to adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Or even going out to eat. So there was one year, um, I've only really cooked to Thanksgiving once one year and it was a small group and I literally afterwards had to go lay down. I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. And I'm like, I, I, I go, gosh, I can't believe my mom. Cause I always went to somebody else's house, you know, either, you know, my sister-in-laws or my mom and my sister would kind of do it together. And it was the first time I had done it all by myself. And I was like, why would anybody do this? <laughs> like I was, I didn't even get to, I felt bad. I didn't even get, it was my last Thanksgiving with my dad too. And I didn't even get to talk to him or enjoy like time with him. And who knew that would be my last Thanksgiving with him. And I was like, we should have just went out to eat like somewhere and let somebody else, you know, do that. And, and you know, in, in hindsight. And I remember one time my, my aunt was dating somebody and he invited all of us, like extended family, cousins and everything. And we went to the Ritz Carlton for Christmas dinner. And even though it was out of the ordinary and not traditional, I mean, it was very, very memorable, you know, and being something different. So I love that, Fazia, that you said, you know, do anything you can do to make it easy, whether it's, you know, ordering it and picking it up or you just have to warm it up or maybe even going out to eat. That's a great idea. Well, yeah. I think it comes down to two, what are your priorities and what are, what are your values mm-hmm. and what, what do you find self-caring? So if you're someone who loves cooking, who your self-care, right. your priority is taking care of people, feeding people, that's your love right. language is to feed people, then absolutely go ahead and cook the big fancy meal, make sure everyone's fed, drank, everything. But if, if your priority, if your what you care about is spending time with family, are there things you can cut out so that you can have those conversations that you can sit back and relax, that you can talk to everybody? Um, how can you, how can you meet your values during the holiday season? And that may have been Absolutely. something for my mom. And I can't ask her that now, you know, she probably, if she did it all those years, she probably, it probably was something that she enjoyed, enjoyed doing. You're right. That's a good point. Well, I, I love to cook and I enjoyed having the big parties and, and, and having, you know, creating the menu for like, you know, spending time grocery shopping and buying all the things that I needed to make the meals and having somebody else clean the house. And I, I enjoyed all of that, but yet I also enjoyed talking to people. I also enjoyed sitting down and, and sharing that meal with them. And you can't, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a decision, you know, what's more important, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think over the years, for me, spending time with people became more important than cooking for them. But but I, I agree with you, Sarah. I think if that's your way of loving people, then then do it. Make yeah. yourself happy. Life and is too short. And accept help while while you're doing it too. So if you want to do multiple things, if there's lots of different areas you want. Where can you accept help from others? Especially you know your hostess of the world want to do it all. They want to be, yep, it's all me and I got it. You just sit down and you call, you mm-hmm. relax, you have a drink. But where can you accept help from others so that you can have your cake and eat it too? Have your pumpkin pie and eat it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe like you could cook dinner and have your relatives all bring the desserts or bring a side mm-hmm. dish or, you know, something that doesn't exhaust you. Like, mm-hmm. like you were talking about, Dana, like the one time you did it, you were exhausted. How can you enjoy being with your family and your friends if you're that tired. Mm-hmm. And what memories do you want to create for your kids too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want them to remember, you know, tired parent or do you want them to remember the, the fun holiday? Right. Yeah. You know, I think looking back on all the holidays, the one thing that the only thing that I regret is not taking more pictures. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it, I, I, and I'm saying this because I'm moving and I'm going through a ton of photos <laughs> and I'm, I'm packing things up and I'm getting rid of things and, and I'm going through all these photos and, and I might have two or three of me in, in photos, or I might have two or three of my kids or two or three of my parents and they're not always good photos. So I think had I taken more, I would have had more options and, I think it would have told a better story. So if if I was going to go back in time, I'd probably take more photos and just really enjoy the time with my family and friends. I agree. I think, yeah, it's important. It is. And I like feel like look like just thinking back on the holidays. It is a time with the family. I couldn't tell you what year I got a certain gift or what we had for dinner mm-hmm. besides like the traditional things that we right. serve. I don't remember any of that. It's being together as a family. It's those bonding moments that we have. It's, you know, the magic that the holidays are supposed to be and and really encapsulating that. I think that is, is what I've, you know, kind of gleaning back as we've been talking here. Like that's what stood out for me. And Mackenzie, you said earlier, you were talking about um, when we were, when we were off the air about the, trying to live up to Instagram photos of, oh, look how this table, Thanksgiving table or Christmas table is decorated, which can cause a lot of stress and anxiety or that, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, we all have, I have, I have a friend too. We, I called her a combination of Martha Stewart and Betty Crocker. You know, <laughs> she was just one of those people and everything would be. And I just had to finally release that I'm not that girl, yeah. you know, that is yeah. not who I am and it's okay. And, and you hit the nail on the head because you don't have to be that person because what do you remember about, because do you, rem- you don't remember how the table was decorated. Oh, that right. was a really beautiful table. You remember the people you were with and the, that experience that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kind of think of it as when you go to a wedding, you might remember the location, but you're not going to remember how the table was decorated five years after the wedding. You're not going to remember anything other than, did you have a good time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, you know who was there, and did you have a good time? And that's kind of how I think about holidays. It's mm-hmm. you get together and you just want to have a good time, enjoy each other's company, and look forward to it again next year mm-hmm. or next holiday. I agree. So it's definitely yeah, and and do you think COVID has changed anything for the holidays? Do you think people will be having the big parties? Uh, how do you think expectations have changed? with COVID? I mean, I hope we go back to that. I mean, I would love to, for people to kind of live their life, how they think is right for them. But I know a lot of my mother-in-law specifically, she's very COVID conscious still, you know, and, and we're going to respect going into her home. We're going to respect her and what her wishes are and everything. So we're absolutely going to do what we can to make her feel safe and, keep our son safe, but I, I hope people bring back those things that they couldn't do last year. Um, if that still serves them and makes them happy. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to our, our holiday parties. So. Yeah. I, I think, I think you said it, if it makes them happy, I think you have to do what makes you happy. I think if COVID has taught any of us, anything is to value life, value your friendships, value your family. Yep. And really just enjoy what you have and, and do everything with gratitude because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen next year. Or hopefully mm-hmm. it's going to get better. Right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, I, I believe. Hope. I believe. Yes, it will. <laughs> yeah, and I think it depends on, you know, everybody's different. You know, I know, I, I know people who are still a little bit um, fearful or more concerned about it. Most of the people I know are not, I, I mean, and I think are kind of going back to normal of, of, you know, and it's not a new, it's not a new normal. It's like, you know, really experiencing like things the way they used to be. Yeah. I think it Which has is- created a little bit of extra layer of stress around the holidays though, um, for the families who don't agree or who have differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something else that that families are navigating. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we did it last year, but last year it looked different. 
2020 Christmas looked very different than 2021 Christmas was going to look like and right. the holidays. Um, so I think. Do you have know, any recommendations on how they can navigate that? I think there's a sense of coming into interactions, coming into time with family with an open mind and an open heart. Um, we unfortunately created little echo chambers for ourselves over the last year where, you know, we only read the news articles we agree with. We only like the, or we block the people on Facebook that we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've created these little echo chambers for ourselves that have jaded our opinions, no matter what they are. Um, and we have family members that don't agree. So remembering that these people are family, family's blood, they're, they're there till you die. Um, remembering what you liked about them, remembering good times with them, good memories with them, and trying to use that knowledge and coming in with an open heart when you may or may not agree with their stance. Yeah, and this year may look yeah. a little different because I know that there are some people who, you know, um, won't be around certain family members because of their, you know, vaccination status. And, right. and um, so it's, you know, making that decision about what's, you know, best for each person. And hopefully people will, you know, I'm sure it will cause some extra stress or sadness because I do know some people who like can't see their mom, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that because of how they feel about it, which is kind of sad, but um, that, you know, that people won't have that anxiety and hopefully they can just respect each other's, as you were saying, Sarah, you know, respect each other's, you know, choice and honor that. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last month of when it's online versus when we're in person. (laughs) Um, It remembering those family members and and having that face-to-face conversation, even if it's six feet apart, even if it's through a window. So you can see, and really read the body language of the person you're having a conversation with um, to help to better understand where they're coming from, who they are, why they believe what they believe, why they stand the way they stand. Um, I think that allows for a much more open and honest discussion than just fighting over Facebook or <laughs> over a text message or just a phone call where you can hang up angrily whenever you're ready. Yeah, I think you said something really important, and that's listening and, and just really hearing what somebody else has to say, because I don't think we do enough of that anymore. You know, I'm, I'm really open to people talking to me about a different perspective, a different point of view, if they can do it without judgment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm open to listening to your perspective. I'm definitely open to seeing it. I might even change my mind if you present it in such a way that I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think people just have a hard time because they get too emotional. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and, and our world is conditional. You know, we talk about in, in my profession, it's all about unconditional positive regard. But that's hard to come by. The world is very conditional. So where are we putting conditions on our family members, our loved ones, our friends um, that may or may not be, I don't know, just yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's it's important to have really clear expectations, but it's also important to just really be open to what others have to say and 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 respect their perspective, mm-hmm. and and be able to be flexible. Like you know, mm-hmm. if your if your family doesn't want to meet with you in person, maybe you can have uh, dinner at your house for Thanksgiving or Christmas, but not have everyone there. Maybe some people will join you via Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of this, I, so somebody just gave me a card today and um, it, it, it says on here, I'm not arguing. I'm explaining why, why I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just what you were talking about, Sarah. I was like, oh my God, that's the card I got. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Love that. Was was this somebody you were arguing with, Dana? Um, No, No, but we have had a difference of opinions lately regarding different things such as politics or different things, but not in a fight or anything in a, you know, just so um, yeah, they thought that that was pretty, 
uh, pretty funny. And we talk about, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. You know, I had that conversation with a client today. She's fighting mm-hmm. with her sister and granted her sister did do some pretty awful things, um, but she's not wanting to go to family functions because of how her sister is treating her and her parents are trying to stay neutral. And it's just been a really difficult situation for her. And and that's kind of the discussion we had today is like, well, you can be right, which you are, you're absolutely right. What your sister did was awful, but you know, if you avoid her, you're also avoiding the rest of your family and they haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to make some decisions, you know, do you, can you be around her and, and just not talk to her maybe. (laughs) So there's, there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know if you can do that, but you know, there's, there's some expectations. There's, there's definitely some discussions that need to be had as to how, you know, that situation can be navigated without it being hostile. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough right now. So this year is going to be a really interesting, very interesting year. Um, I, I really hope that uh, people are open to um, just hearing each other out and really spending time with each other because, like you said, Dana, it's like you didn't know when your last holiday or your last meal is going to be with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. only that, but one of the best ways to avoid the holiday stress as a parent is to have those social connections and to strengthen them, to spend the holidays strengthening your support system for the upcoming year. Because we got yeah. 2022, and if it's anything like 2020 to 2021, we're in for a heck of a ride in 2022. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't even go there, Sarah. <laughs> I did. That's what I do. I, through, I prepare you for the worst and we're going to hope for the best. Mm. But the best thing we can do to get through the holiday season and then to prepare ourselves for the new year is strengthening those social connections. Mm. Well, you know, point. I've had a pretty rough year, so I cannot take another one. <laughs> I know. I was talking more general, not like Fazio's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I also joke about it so that if it is terrible I can say I told you so if it's great I can be like <laughs> I prepared everyone for terrible things and now everything's funky to worry so it feels even better <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah so um what are what are some parting words you'd like to leave the audience with um what is your your best piece of advice for creating good, good, clear expectations and reducing holiday stress. And, and let's talk specifically about kids. You know, what can we do to help kids reduce their stress? Keeping, oh, go ahead. Nope, you go. No, you go. <laughs> well, I was going to say something, but then you, what I was going to say doesn't really pertain to kids. It more pertains to the parents, like perspective of the holidays. Um, sure. Like for me as a kid, it's the experiences, as I mentioned, like that really meant the most. It wasn't the gifts. It wasn't the decor. It wasn't the food. Um, And I think those are the things that the parents focus on a lot. Um, You know, having a ton of gifts for the kid to open. Um, I know that that is important to kids in that moment, but as they grow older, it's the experiences that they had together as a family that they'll hold on to the most and that they'll, you know, talk about with their kids as they get older as well. Um, I have a tip for you that's going to save you a lot of money. Maddox is young, so just get empty boxes (laughs) and wrap them up. (laughs) That's what he's going to play with the most anyway. That's what he plays with when I bring the groceries home. I mean, he loves the odd things, not the toys that, you know, we spent so much money on. Yeah, he spent (laughs) a ton of money on. So funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I let you go first, because I feel like neither did this earlier this time around or last month because I was going to say keep things in perspective (laughs) to always think about what is the season about it's you know holiday breaks for kids two weeks maybe three if you're in a all year round school so you have two weeks what are you going to do how do you want them to remember these two weeks do you want it to be running around the Christmas tree stealing candy chocolates thinking you're being sneaky (laughs) or do you want it to be go 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 overbooked overscheduled like keep keep life in perspective keep your goals accomplishable take care of yourself 
because that's how we help our kids. As we, I say it, I feel like every month, you got to put on your oxygen mask before you put on anyone else's. You got to take care of yourself so that your kids can enjoy themselves because they're going to love it. They're not in school. They get to see family. They get gifts. Um, they're going to be just fine. So taking care of you is going to help your kids out tremendously. Yeah, just modeling that behavior. It always goes back to modeling, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Do what brings you joy um, and let go of all of all of the rest because I think kids can sense that. So if you're if you're running around and you're all stressed out, they'll be able to sense that and feel that because I mean, I I mean I remember my kids even when they're little going, oh mom, are you okay? Like they knew mm-hmm. when I was upset. They they know they sense those things. So even if you think you're doing it for them, you're not if you're if you're if you're stressed out about it. So do what brings you joy during the holidays and let go of everything else. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, I, I just want you all to know that I think you are amazing and wonderful human beings. And I'm honored that you are my friends and that you are willing to come on my radio show and talk about such personal things. So thank you for that. Um, once again, um, if you'd like to give your information out, I would really appreciate it. So that if our uh, listeners would like to send you an email, buy your book, um, get in contact with you for some reason. Um, so let's start with you, Dana. What, what, uh, how can people get a copy of your book? Uh, you can go to surprisedatechallenge.com and all of our books are available there as well as our date of the month club. So if you ever run out of date ideas, we will email you a date that you can do at home every month, a date you can do out in the town, conversation starters, and a cool gift idea. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks um, me. Mackenzie. Absolutely. And Mackenzie, how about you? How can Uh, people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can reach out to me at my personal email address, which is KenzieLynn9 at gmail.com. K-E-N-Z-I-E-L-Y-N-N-E 9 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And Dr. Sarah Bald of Nest Psychological, how can people get a hold of you? Absolutely. It's just www.nestpsychaz.com. Phone number's on there. You can shoot me an email through the website. Um, get in contact, reach out, questions, thoughts, personal stories. I'm more than happy to hear them, to problem solve, to empathize. So I'm available. Thank you so much, ladies. And uh, if you do have questions that you would like to send to me, feel free to do so. Um, You can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Uh, You can email me through the website. You can also subscribe to the magazine, Executive Function Magazine. And Dr. Sarah Bald, actually all three of these women are writing um, articles for the magazine, Executive Function Magazine, which is launching January 10th of 2022. So if you'd like to read their wonderful articles, make sure you subscribe. And um, we will definitely see you next time. So enjoy your day and take care. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.